Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I'll just say it for everybody. That darn rodent. Come on, man. Six more weeks. Yeah, I know. It's a rodent. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, brutal. Uh, Says the guy that goes from Big Ten City to Big Ten City in the wintertime. <laughs> brutal. All right, time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Go for Bynum for a jump shot. There he is in the corner. Bynum ripped it out. Xavier somehow gets away. What a night. I think we got an injury in the corner, too. Wow, even a little Fox music there. That was nice. Very nice. Was it Jason Benetti with uh, Raph? It was, yes. Benetti's he is a great announcer. Jolly, he's good. He's a and he's a great guy. He's an even better guy. Uh, I like Jason a lot. So, and then Raff, I'm sorry, you. <laughs> he spent any time with Bill Raftery. He spent a good portion of the time laughing. Oh, he was his usual self last night too. From the couple portions of the game I saw. Yeah. <laughs> something else. That's great. Uh, I know we're going to get Brett Feach on, but something I want to talk about after that is uh, on3.com was able to get a hold of some through, I don't know, Freedom of Information Act or something like that. Corresponds between the Big Ten and UCLA about scheduling and so forth. And for the most part, it was just it was nothing. I mean, for the most part, it was nothing in there. But I... Uh, just things such as the grass is different in the Rose Bowl than it is. You know. I mean, you know how many grass fields there are in the Big Ten? There's Penn State, there's Michigan State, there's Purdue, there's Northwestern. Is that it? I think there's four travel. I had never thought about this with their travel. Are the tractor trailers that are needed to transport football equipment. And it's something, you know, I mean, I see, you know, all the time at Penn State. You know, in fact, I talked to the guys when they were going out to the Rose Bowl about, you know, when they were leaving, how much time it was going to take for them to get there. And for some reason, despite my experience of being around it, I that's one thing I really had not taken into account. Uh, because they're going to have to do this four, possibly five times a year, traveling literally thousands of miles. Mm. Wow. Uh, 
that was the only part of the memo I looked at. You know, where they there you know, there's parts in there about maybe with other sports doing like a centralized tournament during the season and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard all that stuff. So you know, so it does make some sense. Um because they're trying to minimize travel in those sports. When it comes to football and basketball, it's not the way it's going to be. Uh, the bottom line is, is is going to be when, when it comes to scheduling, number one, do you want to keep it at nine games or do you want to go to ten? Now, if you go to ten, that eliminates, I think, the possibility of, you know, like, like you had Penn State-Auburn playing home and away. So if you go to ten, that would eliminate that. For USC, if you go to ten, you'd probably keep Notre Dame – I mean, that's a long-standing rivalry. But is there some other game you'd have to get rid of if you went to 10? So that's something you got to talk about. You want to go 1 through 16, right? And do you want to go keep it at 9 games, or do you want to expand it to 10? Um, and you're saying, well, why do you want to expand it to 10? you got a lot of TV miles to feed here at this point. Right. Can you make it work with nine? Probably. But it is something to at least, if you're sitting in the conference room and looking around and asking those questions where you're just brainstorming, you know, that would probably be something that would come up. Uh, I think it will stay at nine. But then the next thing is, what do you do with basketball? Do you go to 22 or do you go to 21 games? You're like 21. You can do it with 21 because you have 15 schools. So if you go with um, six home and aways and nine one plays, that gets you to 21. So you can do, you actually could do that. Six, six home and aways and nine one plays get you to 21 or do you want to go seven one plays and eight or excuse me seven home and aways and eight one plays that get you to 22 so you have to consider that so either way I think you're going to have at minimum an additional conference game possibly two with the addition of USC and UCLA now for everybody else Penn State included you get to go to California and play play a game. Not bad. The problem is going to be for USC and UCLA is they're going to have to make those trips and they're going to have to go east a minimum of four times in football, five maximum. And in basketball, you know, if you're talking, let's just say, let's just go with an even number 22, that means you're going to have to play 11 games in the central time zone or the eastern time zone. And for them, just on the guise of what basic travel happens to be, every trip home is going to be longer. Every trip home. Um, because they'll be going back against the wind. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. Uh, last night, uh, going out to Purdue took. About an hour and 25 minutes going out. 
But coming back, it took us slightly more than an hour because we had, obviously, the wind behind us. Well, for USC and UCLA, the trip east, okay, hey, no problem on the charter. Boom, going back. I mean, when I went to California to do the Rose Bowl, I had to do it where I went from State College to Newark. So I, you know, so I, the, I took what would end up being the longest trip going back that USC or UCLA would make. And it took about, it took a little more than six hours on the Newark to LA flight. Now, part of that is, you know, landing gates, things like that, you know, or taxing to get out. And I understand that. Going to Detroit, now Detroit's not Newark. It's obviously shorter. But going to Detroit, that the flight going to Detroit was four hours because we had the window at our back. No, it really was no big deal. Going out there, I will freely also admit going out to the Rose Bowl, I had a middle seat. <laughs> So that didn't help. The, that did not <laughs> make it easier. <laughs> I got darn. I got the middle seat. Ah, oh, you know, couldn't be a star like Matt who's got you know an aisle seat, window seat, first class, bringing all hors d'oeuvres, hot towels, champagne. It's always a bother at the, at the holiday party where Matt brags about this all the time. It's like, oh, it's right. I got the middle seat going to California. Come on. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this. And it, to me, it's one of the great challenges. And then it goes back to the question that I posed to the two hosts in Omaha this morning. And they're the ones that brought up the 1 through 16 scenario. And... Interesting enough, when I was out of Wisconsin, I was talking with Matt LePay and Mike Lucas, the two great broadcasters for Wisconsin. I mean, great. And they were talking about Luke Fickle, and then the subject of 1 through 16 came up, and I said, I said, guys, let me ask you this. Your fan base here, I said, is sixth place good enough for your fan base, and would it be good enough for Josh McIntyre? He's the athletic director. They kind of looked at me and like, Wow, didn't really think of that. And so it's, I brought the same thing up with the Nebraska people today. Uh, and I said, I said, is, is it, it's 1 through 16. So sixth place puts you in the upper division of the league. But is that good enough? Is that good enough? All right, I just bailed you out of another one of your problems. <laughs> well, I, I can say this is not my fault. It's all your fault. Come on. I'm just kidding. It's not your fault. <laughs> Come on. It's not your fault at all. These things happen, Matt. Don't worry about it. What we're going to do is this, Okay is that we're going to play this on the show tomorrow. Brett is, uh, they thought it was 4 o'clock Central Time, not 4 o'clock Eastern Time, which is fine. So when the show's over, we can record whatever we need to record, and we'll play it back tomorrow at 4.30 when you're on the road traveling to uh, uh, Central Mountain, right? That would be work. That works for me. 
do I have to come up with all the answers? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking, everybody. I'm just kidding. Okay, we try we try to kid around here as much as we can. Uh, yeah, so we'll do that. I think that'll work out fine for all parties. All right. So, like, you know, all that thing where you put all this in- intense pressure on me to get out of the Ben Jones interview at 350, which I got out at 349.52. That's right, you did. <laughs> okay. right. And everything else, juggling all the balls in the air, and now you come up with this foul ball. <laughs> I mean, what? I feel like I'm going back to the first two years of the show. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. S U I T. That spells suit. What school did he go to? Oh, no. <laughs> So that's what we'll do. When the show's over, we'll record it with him, and then because uh, I don't, because we don't have practice tonight. Uh, there's no practice for Penn State basketball. It's their it's their off day. You're, you it's manda- mandated. You have to have one. Uh, so it's tonight, and I don't have to be at the talk show uh, with Mike and those guys until I'd have to leave here quarter of six. How about that? Fair enough. There we go. Now, I signed you up for a class over at Susquehanna on telling time. And no. <laughs> Damn, O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul duck. Wait, who's producing this show? Luke or you? I'm, I'm, I... <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, we're, we're just glad Brett wants to do it, which is great. We're just glad he wants to do it. We're more than happy to make this work. All right. More than happy to make it work. But I was going back to, obviously, what they want to do down the road. For, I mean, for everybody in the Big Ten, let's face it, you get a trip to Southern California, the weather normally is going to be better. It's going to be warmer. And let's face it, that part will be really neat. Now, the competition will be good. UCLA and USC are both really good in, in basketball. USC has a chance to be terrific in football. UCLA is is very good. Maybe not great, but they're very good. Uh, other sports, it's going to be the other sports are going to be interesting in that what do you do with the travel in those sports? That's why in this memo from Kerry Kenny there, you know, and a lot of it was just sitting in the room bouncing ideas. That's what really what the memo is about. But talking about maybe in season tournaments at a central location, you know, maybe you bring in I don't know, just let's take it, let's pick a sport, women's soccer, and you do an in season tournament that includes USC and UCLA, and over a period of four days you play I don't know three games or whatever. Yeah, do you do that for baseball? Do you do that for softball? Pick a centralized location. You know, turn it into an event.
then eventually what do you do with the big the Big Ten football championship? It's in Indianapolis. Do you maybe once take it and move it out to SoFi Stadium? Do you take it once and maybe move it out to Las Vegas? Do you do that with the Big Ten basketball tournament? Do you take it and you move it to Crypto.com? And that's the old Staples Arena that's across the parking lot from uh, the hotel we stayed in at LA Live. Uh, or, or there will also be a new Clippers Arena, too, that's next to SoFi Stadium that would be built in time for the possibility of hosting a tournament. Or do you, for one year, take the Big Ten men's basketball tournament to Las Vegas? Now, what do you do with the women's basketball tournament, too? Do you do the same thing? You try to put them back-to-back in an arena? You know, one week the women's tournament, one week the men's tournament? Maybe do the same thing, have the women's tournament be in Las Vegas? I don't know. These are all, like, you're just spitballing ideas as to what they can do with this to make it, to do a couple things. One, the inclusive feel for USC and UCLA. But number two, also getting the Big Ten brand and other brands out to these other areas of the country. Where if you're playing a, a Big Ten men's and women's basketball tournament in Los Angeles, what does that do? For not just not, not just attendance, but also the ability for um, to get people into the area. Hey, we're going to go and spend the week. We're going to go down to Disneyland. We're going to go, you know, we're going to go to all these different places in L.A. We're going to go to Hollywood. We're going to see Matt Starr in the Walk of Fame. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Figured I'd slip that in there. And then they, you know, or do you go to Las Vegas? I mean, it's 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 great for the tourism part of it because you know you're sitting there in March and they're telling you the Big Ten men's and women's basketball tournaments are out in the coast or in Las Vegas. I mean, you don't think that would sell some tickets? You know, people wanting to go now. Right now, it's relatively easy. Most of the conference can drive. This year, it's in Chicago. Most of the conference can drive to Chicago. I'll never forget when it went to Washington, D.C., which I don't think, by the way, it's going back. But it went to Washington, D.C. And my brethren among the announcers in the Big Ten were complaining about, we had to fly in here, we had to, that's so inconvenient. I looked over at them, I said, guys, I said, you do know this is the first time in my career I drove to the Big Ten tournament. I said, I've always been the one that had to fly. And they looked at me like, oh, yeah, you know what? (laughs) We see where you're coming from. Okay. Then the next year was in New York. I think everybody was pretty enthused about New York. Now, whether they'd be enthused about New York now, I'm not so sure. I mean, even the NIT. You know, the NIT is not in New York, Matt. The NIT semifinals and finals are in Las Vegas this year. Oh, I didn't realize they changed it. They changed it. It's not at Madison Square Garden. They moved it out. Very interesting. All right. Uh, But they have to, you know, they've got time to do this. But I would think that by the time you have Big Ten football media day next year, 
that you would have the ability, and this is July, well, July of this year, you should have the ability at that, to, that point to let, at least talk about the football and then eventually the basketball plans at the respective media days in July and in October as to what you're going to do with, with, the, with those two sports moving forward a year, year hence. And let's face it, it's, it's critical. You already have in place the TV deals. And they, by the way, NBC officially announced, officially introduced today Noah Eagle, Todd Blackledge, and Catherine Tappan to be the Saturday night crew that will be doing the uh, NBC games on for the Big Ten. And so you have the TV deals in place, including how everything's going to be integrated, moved into place. It's a backloaded contract financially, and so that's where the big money is going to be. Uh, you have the USC and UCLA part that's in place. Now the most important element for any commissioner right now is to, once they get a commissioner, is to then successfully integrate the two schools in and do it as seamlessly as possible. So for the most part, like the memo that Kerry Kenny sent to Martin Jarmond the UCLA athletic director. Most of it was, eh, there wasn't really anything in there. You know, the difference in grass fields. Oh, you know, but take different cleats. I mean, there's four of them. <laughs> okay. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, they all play on field turf. Okay. Indiana. They don't play in field turf. Okay, Minnesota, field turf. So, I mean, that's pretty much irrelevant. Uh, Tractor-trailer trips for football, eh, going to have to take longer, no doubt. Never actually thought of that one. And they talk about commercial, commercial flights. And they, I guess commercial flights to Pullman. And Corvallis are really long based on this memo. Hmm. All right. Those are commercial flights, not charters. We will come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brett Feach will join us tomorrow on the show. Looking forward to that. King tomorrow as well. Gonna pick, I guess, some basketball tomorrow. We are, and then we'll get back, obviously, to football next week. We, we are not going to pick the Pro Bowl. No, well, there's nothing to pick now anyway. Even if we wanted to. By the way, um, for Kansas City, this could be a big blow. McCall uh, Hardeman, uh, Andy Reid's not so sure he's going to be able to make it. Oh boy. Okay. He says, um, uh, he said the kid pushed himself, tough, tough kid. He says, but I just don't think he can make it for this. Um, Kadarius Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster will not practice with the team on Thursday. However, Tony participated in the team's walkthrough session earlier, and Reed is confident that Schuster is good to go for the game. 
Hardman, though, uh, who provides a lot of jump in there, but it's a pelvic injury, and and he just doesn't think he'll be able to do it. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. Um, getting Tony and Schuster back. It's man, Juju. You know what? Think about it. Juju did not really do a ton this year for Kansas City. I think what do you have? One touchdown catch? Yeah, it was not a whole lot. Oh. I thought he'd be one of those like comfort level guys for uh, Mahomes. You know, good route runner, good hands. So uh, Alabama's trying to get a new offensive coordinator with Bill O'Brien going to the Patriots. Top candidate Tommy Reese of Notre Dame. I did see that. Yeah. Ooh, and the Chiefs have revealed their team captains for the game. I'm shocked. Patrick Mahomes was selected. Oh, my almighty! Chris Jones, Jarek McKinnon, Nick Bolton, Travis Kelsey, Tommy Townsend. They use a player vote for the playoffs. How about that? All right. Well, we filled the half hour. I had to fill the half hour. Matt forced me to. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you snickering in the background. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15, almost worth online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a fabulous service department that backs it all up. Great technicians. They take care of the life of your vehicle. It's one-stop vehicle shopping. It's the place to go at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. This is James Franklin's birthday, by the way. 
That's right. Happy birthday to Coach. Yes. Uh, and meanwhile, west of here, Punxsutawney, that darn rodent. What the heck? F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul You're wondering why... Uh, sometimes I wonder if this, this Punxsutawney thing... Well, it's an excuse to have a party. Okay, <laughs> so let's start with that. It is an excuse to have a party. And no right. school. Like, the whole town shuts down for the day. It's it's amazing. <laughs> you know, you're, you're another country looking at this. You're like, these people are vulnerable. They <laughs> 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 hey, 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 think a rodent is, is telling you how much more winter's left. Really? <laughs> One of my first professional assignments was I did color foot, color commentating for uh, Punxsutawney High School football on 104.1 mm-hmm. WPXZ out there my senior year at Clarion. So I got a chance okay. to know the, the Punxsutawney scenery out there. It's a nice town. In the 80s, um, you know, I'm just breaking in. And I was fortunate. I got on the football network early. I got on the basketball network even earlier than football um, by about a year. And, but I was doing high school football on Friday nights, and so I did five games at Punxsutawney. Uh, and you know what? I never did. I never went over to Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> it's funny. I've, never, I, I've only passed I've never, by it one time myself. I've ever. I've never been there the day of. I've only passed by it one time. I've I've never actually seen it. Um. Uh, and I'm talking like, like even driving through it. Hey, let's just go over and take a look at it. Okay, there it is. No, I'm yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, uh, I I didn't. And it was it, it was always because hey, look, you're trying to get to the game, do the game, and then when the game is over, it's late at night. I had to get back, and it was a combination of elements for me because uh, I got on the football network in 1983. So if I if I'm doing a game at Punxsutawney, right, on a high school football, I had to get back. I had to work the next day, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I don't really, know. I don't need to see it. But I know people that love it, love it. Um, my friends Molly and Gary Neal. I mean, Molly bakes all these groundhog cookies, which are, I mean, fabulous. But they love it. I mean, it's one of the really great deals for them every single year. Look, it's it's a party, and it's great to go there and have an excuse to have a party. What do you think? I mean, what do you think? This country loves the Super Bowl. Everybody likes to sit down, like for a few hours, just have fun. And every and everybody knows how I feel about this, because I've said it all the time. What do I always say, Matt? It's okay to have fun. Go have fun. Exactly. So if you want to have fun and go to Punxsutawney, go have fun. You want to do it for the Super Bowl? Go have fun. All right, Valentine's Day, have a blast. Have, you know, it's great. But did you see that uh, on what the state college spikes are doing on July fifteenth? Yes, this is fantastic. The retirement party have, for Sean Clifford. Yep, 
Uh, include a rocking chair, all sorts of things, and a 1923 Penn State football team photo. <laughs> if someone can Photoshop him in his uniform into that photo to complete the joke that James Franklin said during the media day, I think that would just sum it all up perfectly. Well, see, that was that's what I um, have said the running joke that Sean and I had together. I said the, the, running, the, the running joke was who's been here longer, him or me, right? That was the right. beginning of the season. Yes. Then at the Rose Bowl, I said, Penn State played in the first Rose Bowl 100 years ago. I said, I did not announce it, and he didn't play in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he's such, yeah. He is such a great guy. I mean, you guys had a chance to, to meet him, know him a little bit. You'd be very impressed being around him. He is, and the entire Clifford family. Liam's terrific. Parents are great. So, but I, I, you know, I saw that. I said, "That's going to be great. That is going to be great." And, hey, tomorrow night, by the way, will be Penn State wrestling number five Ohio State. This time it's in Columbus. It is on BTN. I think it's the last BTN regular season broadcast. I think the next time it'll be at the Big Ten Tournament. Um, And, of course, Penn State is naturally number one. Number one in the country. Um, So. The... um, Give you a nice Jalen Hurts story, okay? Um, it was Jalen Hurts sending a text. Um, says here, a woman glanced down at her phone as she heard the ping. Three and a half years after she lost her son, the text came from Jalen Hurts. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback was talking about Walt. A small gesture about was about to make uh, Walter and Betsy's Christmas a Christmas to remember. Holidays have been difficult for the Gary family. Memories of Walt come flooding back to Walter and Betsy and the entire family. They come flooding back to the Alabama family, too. They come flooding back to good men named Jalen Hurts, who loved his friend. Walt Gary was a shining example in the Crimson Tide football program for nearly three decades. Walt started visiting Bama football practices in the early 90s when Gene Stallings ran the show. Coach Stallings' son, John Mack, I think you know John Mack, you know, had Down syndrome, just and Walt Gary did as well. Like John, uh, John Mark, Walt Gary brought smiles and warm hearts to the coaches, players, and fans. If Jalen Hurts brought excitement to Bama fans, Walt Gary brought happiness to Jalen Hurts. Each and every Thursday during the football season, Walt would deliver his game prediction to coaches and players at the football complex. Coach Nick Saban would put Walt's piece of paper in his pocket while Alabama's quarterback would share hugs and conversation. The bond between Jalen Hurts and Walt Gary was something to see. Walt Gary went to heaven in June of 2019. Jalen received the news as he was preparing to lead Oklahoma later that fall. That June day was a sad day for the entire Alabama family, but it was also a sad day for Jalen Hurts. 
It was weeks ago, just before Christmas, when Betsy Gary thought she'd text Jalen. Betsy thinks more about Jalen and her son during the holidays. I know Jalen is busy. He'll probably never get the message Betsy thought to herself as she sent the text. Wow, great season. So proud of you, Betsy Gary. Short and simple. She glanced down at her phone as she heard the ping. It was seconds later. It was Jalen Hurts. Mrs. Gary. I kid you not, I expressed aloud today how Walt was on my heart. Today I told stories about Walt's legacy, energy, and love. For you to text me tonight is just God doing his work. Hope all is well. Thank you so much. Betsy Gary smiled as she read Jalen's text. Her heart was throbbing. He's so special to our family, Betsy told the reporter. As Jalen prepares for the Super Bowl, there's a good chance that he will often be thinking of his buddy Walt Gary. And Betsy Gary? She just might be looking down at that text more often than you think. Thanks to Jalen for granting, this is the reporter who wrote this, thanks to Jalen for granting me the permission to publish this text. Thanks to Jalen for making Walter and Betsy's Christmas a Christmas to remember. Thanks to Jalen for showing us how special kindness can be. As Betsy Gary said, what a class act. That's awesome. Yep. And the, there is around Penn State football, yeah, um, we have Zach. And Zach will come around on Thursdays. And Zach will give everybody his prediction every week. And you know what? Love Zach. We just, we just all love him. So, we know how he feels. Um, basketball, we have Patrick Northrup Moore, who, through from coach to coach, has stayed on as a manager. And Patrick's birthday is coming up this month. And I always kid Patrick all the time. Like that's the other that was Saturday, I saw him. I said, Patrick, I said, geez, the countdown's on to your birthday, buddy. I said, you know, we got three and a half weeks to go. And he, he laughs. I said, so what are you, 60, 70 now? What are you? He goes, oh, it's dad, I'm 37. <laughs> you got to be able to have fun with people. All right? And so, you know, we know, we know from, and the fact that Jalen Hurts would do that, that yeah, tells you everybody everything about him. You wonder why he's a great leader of men. That's why he's a great leader of men. Because he's just a great person unto his own right. And as we, you know, as we, you know, have pointed out, you know, as a player, and I don't think it gets pointed out often enough. I mean, Jalen Hurts is the son of a coach. Well, guess what? He conducts himself like he's a son of a coach. He can he he acts like he's a son of a coach. He he acts he knows the game like he's the son of a coach. It's really cool. And now to see him have success like this, hey, you know what? He earned it. He deserves it.
don't see how everything plays out a week from Sunday. I mean, unfortunately, Matt's been doing a, she's a lot of pacing. <laughs> I said it was going to be a long two weeks. Yeah, well, see how it plays out. See how it plays out. It's all about matchups. Oh, and by the way, the, the they've already done the computer matchup. Now, do you pay attention to that stuff? When when they do like the Madden simulation? Yeah. Eh, not really. I mean, I'll see it, but I don't really take any of that to account at all. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> it's just a computer. <laughs> well, let me I guess. Mean, the Chiefs won? I don't know. I didn't bother looking. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. But, like, say you did a computer simulation on the, the Eagles 49ers game. Is Josh Johnson in the game? <laughs> right? Very, very true. Okay, I mean, like suddenly out of nowhere, the commuter simulation shows that Josh Johnson's now in a quarterback. But I don't think so. <laughs> it's like so. In other words, they they can't take everything into account. They can't take everything into account. Just can't. So, computer simulation is probably up to date on. Uh, every current player they think will play in the game. Not the ones that they, like, really? They're going to play in the game? Great. No. That's not going to happen. I mean, for example, you're doing a computer simulation of the second Cowboys uh, Eagles game. You're counting on on your backup quarterback? I mean, the game with the simulation would be with Jalen Hurts in there, right? It would not be with Gardner Minshew. So there's certain things you just can't count on. But yeah, they're already doing computer simulations of the game. You know, you want me to look up and tell you who wins the game? I can look it up. It, it Chiefs won twenty-eight to ten. Oh, that's a bad result. <laughs> let, me, let me guess. You turned the ball over. Oh, I don't know. I, I just I found a YouTube live stream of it, and I just fast-forwarded straight to the end just so I could see the final score. And it was 28-10 Chiefs. Well, that's not fun. <laughs> it was an hour long. I just needed a quick answer. Wow. Boy. There's no patience in your generation. You should have been like me and not paying any attention to it. <laughs> I really am not a video game kind of guy. I used to play Madden all the time as a kid, but I I, I haven't played a video when, game in years. When the college Madden comes out, are you going to play it? Probably not, honestly, because I, I just don't play anymore. Okay. No, no, I'm just asking. I, I, I did play. I think the last college mm-hmm. football game I played was... NCAA 04, 05, one of those two. Ooh, that's a way back. 
Yeah. But that was that was that was it. If you lost, did you get mad? I never lost. So I never had to. I never mattered. It never mattered to me. When I played the computer. But when I played somebody, yeah, I was mad. For a time. But I always I always beat I always beat the crap out of the computer. Because I would blitz almost every single time and then I would chuck it deep almost every single time and I would win like fifty five nothing. So what I'd often do is I take I, I would play the play the game over of a game of a game they lost so I can take my frustration out. I feel better about myself. Well, you are a video game shark. <laughs> wow. That's when I was younger. Other than that, yeah. Wow. Okay. We will take a break. Brett Veach on the show tomorrow. King tomorrow. Um, great to have you with us today. As we continue here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Hey, great to have you with us on the show today. Matt's done a great job of winding up Brett Veach, the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll have him on uh, tomorrow's show. We're going to record the segment after this show is over with. Uh, and uh, it's part of the great job Matt does in lining up guests for us all the time. So, and our thanks, by the way, today uh, to Ben Jones for being on the show. King tomorrow, some picks tomorrow as well. Um, I feel bad. I, I felt like I swung the king the wrong way last week on the 49er thing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was surprised because I, I was just kidding around when... I was saying, and the Niners have this guy and this guy and this guy, and then I, I picked the Eagles, right? And then he took the bait. Jeez. <laughs> I was like that when we were growing up. <laughs> Somehow I don't doubt that. <laughs> He's such a great guy. All right. So that's tomorrow's show. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Back in an hour with the Coaches Show.